Hello and welcome to Talk Ag to Me, the podcast dedicated to improving ag literacy around the globe. I'm your host, Brandon Black, and today's episode is all about the American FFA degree. Now, I had the privilege and opportunity to get to fly out to Indianapolis a couple weeks ago and receive my own American FFA degree at the National FFA Convention. That was an outstanding experience and something that I'll never forget, so I wanted to make an episode dedicated to the degree itself, the requirements that take to get to get to this high status, and kind of my personal experience with getting my degree and everything I put into to get to that that final product. So we're just going to start off with the degree itself and uh, just to kind of give you guys the the rundown of, of what it takes to actually get this degree. And for those of you who don't know, the American FFA degree is is so special because less than 1% of all FFA members actually receive their American FFA degree. And that's like the coolest thing ever to be able to receive it and know that you're you're in less than one percent of people who actually complete the program who put who fill in their requirements and who actually get their american ffa degree so i have my golden key that hangs from my chain on on my uniform i have my my um, degree here in, in its own little frame and i'm gonna have that on display whenever i become an ag teacher i'll be able to display that for my students and say hey look i made it all the way to my degree you guys can too so just to give you guys a rundown of the requirements here, uh, I'm on the official FFA uh, American uh, degree website, um, and it says that uh, the the requirements. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's there's quite a bit to to achieve here, but they're they're not they're nothing that the average uh, FFA member can't complete. So just to give you a few examples. The first requirement is that you have to have your state FFA degree and have been an active member for the past three years. Pretty simple. Uh, you have to have satisfactory. You have to have satisfactorily completed the equivalent of a three a three years of systematic secondary school instruction in an agricultural education program, or have completed at least the equivalent of 360 hours of systematic secondary school instruction in agricultural education and one full year of enrollment in a post secondary agricultural program, or have completed the program of agricultural education offered in a secondary school last attended. Now I know it's a mouthful, but basically. What it boils down to is if you have been in ag for at least three years, you're good. Next, you have to have graduated high school for at least 12 months prior to the national convention at which the degree is to be granted, and that's why I had to wait this long to get my American degree. I've been out of high school for uh, two years now. Wow, I'm old. But I was able to uh, – I had to wait my, my first national convention after graduating from high school. So this is the second national convention since I graduated, so I was able to go and get it now. Uh, the next requirement is have an operation and maintain and have maintained a, records to substantiate an outstanding supervised agricultural experience program through which the member has exhibited co- co- comprehensive planning and managerial and, man, managerial and financial expertise, which – that's your SAE project. I worked with beef cattle my entire high school career. I had four steers and a heifer. I had a work experience, so all that accumulated up in enough hours and, and financial investments to qualify me for this opportunity. Um, so going into kind of the nitty-gritty of the uh, financial and, and, and hourly investment that's required, it says that you have to earn at least $10,000 and productively invested $7,500 of it, or earned and productively invested $2,000 and worked $2,000 and worked 2,250 hours in excess of scheduled class time. And there's there's a number of combinations you can make with, with those numbers. Uh, there's, you know, factors that you can multiply by, and there's different kind of um, kind of rules that, that apply in that situation. But basically, you have to have earned or invested 
pretty decent number of 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 money and and time into that project that we were talking about earlier. So I definitely definitely categorize in in that in both of those aspects. I I earned and invested quite a bit into my steer projects, and I spent a lot of time with my animals. So uh, there's no question there. Next, have a, have, a, have a record of outstanding leadership abilities and community involvement and have achieved a high school scholastic record of C or better as certified by the principal or superintendent. That's not a super hard one to achieve. And finally, have participated in at least 50 hours of community service within the last three, within, within at least three different community service activities. These hours are in addition to and cannot be duplicated as paid or unpaid supervised agricultural experience hours. And if you're involved in FFA, there's a high likelihood you're going to be doing community service anyway. So that one's not super out, out of reach anyways for, for most actively involved students. So that's kind of the breakdown of what it takes to actually get the degree. I know that I kind of went faster and there's a lot going on. So you can actually read the requirements for yourself by going on the National FFA website. Or if you just look up American FFA degree, it's the first thing that pops up. Um, in Google, you can just click on that and it shows you all the requirements to get your American degree. For those of you who are uh, nearing the end of your FFA careers, I would definitely recommend working towards it because it's such a cool experience to get to say that you flew out to, to the National Convention and actually received your golden key and, and your certificate and it's just because it's such a small proportion of people that actually get this degree, it's just such a high honor to be able to, to say that you got yours. And not to mention the amount of time and work and, and investment that it takes to get to this level. It's just, it feels like a long, long process that it pays off well. So now that we've kind of gone into what it takes to get an American degree, I'd like to go over my experience in getting the degree and, and just basically my FFA experience as a whole. Because I know that we've talked about it a little bit on the podcast before. Um, when we have Evan and Abby on here, we talk all, all the time about stuff that we've done in FFA and, and you know, teams we've been involved in or how we were officers or speaking teams or what have you. But I know that we haven't gone super in depth as to what we've been doing and, and really why we've been doing it, because the experience obviously is, is the main motivator for why we do a lot of the things we do in FFA. But the payoff is something that we don't often talk about as, as much as we as we really should, because the, the, the payoff is is something that I think a lot of FFA members don't really take into consideration when, when they choose to not do teams and, and show and do officer positions and that sort of thing because they think that it's just something you do for school but there's a lot of app, the, there's a lot of practical application to the skills you learn in those events so we're going to talk about that as well today so before we get into that I just want to talk about the the experience as a whole so I've gone to national convention a few times now I got to go when it was in Louisville um, my sophomore year of high school so f- four years now and then I got to go to um, Indianapolis twice so my junior and senior years of high school I got to go to Indianapolis and it's such a cool experience I mean I really can't describe anything like it getting to see people from all different parts of the country all going there for the same cause all wearing blue jackets with their their chapter and their state on the back is just it's so cool I really can't describe it I mean I've made friends from all over the country from Montana from Georgia from South Carolina from Iowa, I mean, everywhere. I have friends that are actively involved in FFA that I've gotten to gotten to know better than people in my own chapter. I mean, it's it's, it's kind of crazy how how big FFA is, and you always hear numbers about it. If you're in your ag programs or if you're in um, if you're involved in FFA, then they always tell you the number of FFA members that we actively have in the program. And sure, it's a big number when you hear it, but until you actually get to see that many FFA members. 
you'll never tr truly believe it. It's it's so crazy to see thousands of FFA members all in the stands, all wearing their blue jackets, all saying the the parts of the opening and closing ceremonies that the officers do, or all saying the "Why are we here?" speech, or you know, all all participating in the same things that we're taught countrywide. In our opening and closing ceremonies, the the reporter has their part of their of their uh, description of their position that says that the FFA covers the from the from Alaska to the Virgin Islands and from the state of Maine to Hawaii. It's is something that we learn as freshmen because opening and closing is something that a lot of freshmen learn how to do because it's an easy speaking team and it's a it's a good way to get kids involved. But you really don't take it seriously until you see it. I mean, I got to meet people from Alaska FFA and from Puerto Rico FFA and from Maine FFA and to Hawaii FFA. I mean, you really get to see the full span of all the different FFA chapters across the entire country, and it's so unbelievable just to hear how people have different experiences in their classrooms, how people have the same experiences in their classrooms, you know, just getting to see the difference in programs and the similarities that we all go through being FFA members. And it's, it's just so cool. So that's National Convention on its own. But this, this, past, uh, this past visit I got to go, I unfortunately didn't get to go for the whole time like I usually do. So that was a little bit of a bummer. But I did get to go for the weekend. I took my dad with me because my dad, when he was involved in FFA, actually earned his American degree as well. But he wasn't able to go all the way out to Nationals to receive it. So he had to have his mailed to him. But I felt kind of bad about that, and I know that he was really involved, and he was really um, excited to get to earn his degree. So I wanted to give him that same experience. So I asked him to go with me to uh, Indianapolis one more time to get my American degree. So he got the experience too, and that was his first time in Indy. So it was awesome for him. He had a, he had a blast getting to see all of the different stuff. We got to go to the Indy 500, um, the Indy uh, Motor Speedway. We got to go. Uh, check out all the buildings in Indianapolis and, and Lucas Oil Stadium and all that stuff. And it was just super cool experience for him and I to get to share. And he had the, a similar experience getting to see all the Blue Jackets and, you know, getting to see me up on stage, getting my degree and, you know, learning about all the all the, the progress that FFA has made since he was in high school. It's just, it's such a cool, such a cool thing. So, yeah, we flew in. Uh, the day before the ceremony, we got to kind of rest that day. And then the day of the ceremony, early in the morning, got checked in. I was there with Abby and Evan and Lindsay Swall, as, as we've had on the podcast before. And, you know, all of our FFA friends from, from Tulare and even from other, other other chapters. And got to go up on stage, which was so cool. I mean, I've, I've been to these conferences a million times, but I've never actually gotten to go on stage before. And that was super cool experience. Um, we didn't get to see Lindsay a whole lot because she's a state officer now, so she was kind of doing her state officer stuff, and Abby and I and, and Evan were kind of just working together on trying to figure out where we were supposed to go because we got a little lost, um, you know, behind the scenes trying to figure out where everything is, but we got it all figured out. It wasn't a big deal. We found our seats pretty easily, and they just kind of ushered us in the backstage, so we got to see everything behind the scenes of, of the conference, which was super cool to get to see how they're running everything in the background. It's just, it's it's so crazy how big that thing is, how how expansive the program is, how how much work goes into putting on that convention, but it was just, it was great. So we got to go, we were, we were in single file lines walking by, they handed you your degree with your name on it, and you got to take pictures and shake hands and, and, and that sort of thing, and then they push you out on stage in front of thousands of FFA members all in blue jackets, and they call out your name and you get to shake the national president's hand, which this year was uh, 
This year, the national president is Luke O'Leary, who's actually a former state, uh, California state officer, uh, state president. So that was really cool. And, you know, we got to shake his hand and take a picture in front of the entire, well, not the entire national FFA, obviously, but a, a good amount of FFA members. And they usher you off the stage. You get to go back and get your, uh, your golden key and you hook it onto your chain so it's hanging from your hip. And, you know, we all took pictures of the chapter and we all got to, got to kind of reminisce on our, our last time wearing our jackets. And that was a little hard, uh, hard to, to, to bear, but it was, it was a good experience and it was kind of bittersweet because it was, you know, yeah, it's the last time I get to wear my jacket. It was, it was really sad having to take it off for the last time and knowing I'm probably not going to put it back on again, knowing that it's going to be retired. I'm not going to be an FFA anymore. But at the same time, it was just a culmination of all of the experiences I've had since I was a freshman and I first got pushed into doing opening closing. I first got pushed into doing state conference and I was really reluctant to do anything in FFA and I finally did it and I got out of my comfort zone, got out of my shell a little bit. And that was just the first step I needed to push myself in the direction I needed to go to, to become who I am today. And I've, I've had Mr. Gatano on the podcast before and just his whole his entire influence in that process is something that I can never thank him enough for. It was just something that at the time I was terrified because I really was not an active kid. I wasn't very loud. I wasn't very expressive, but I just really just wanted to stay quiet and just hide in the back of the classroom. And he made me get up and talk in front of the class and he really liked how I spoke. So he made me give more speeches and more and more. And then eventually I just fell in love with speaking. And that was part of the inspiration for the podcast really. And it's just, Everything I've done over the past five, five, six years now, it's just all culminating at once when I took off that jacket for the last time, thinking about how I took charge and became the leader of the beef showmanship team for Tolaria, how um, I started doing uh, citrus judging and cotton judging and agronomy and extemporaneous and, and opening closing and becoming an officer and going to all the state conferences and MFE and ALA and national Con- convention and just all the friends I've made, all the experiences I've, I've had, all the connections I've made. I mean, I have friends and, and you know, business connections and networks that I still talk to today that I still work with because of my time in FFA. And there's a high likelihood that if I hadn't been as involved in FFA as I was, I wouldn't even be going into the ag education career that I'm, I'm planning on going into. And I'm also monitoring in ag communications. I definitely wouldn't be doing that if it, if it weren't for FFA because I wouldn't be interested in speaking at all. I'd still be a shy kid. So it was kind of a bittersweet experience getting to kind of wrap up my, my high school and, and FFA career as a whole, kind of thinking back on everything that I did, everything that I accomplished that I really did not think would even be possible for me to accomplish of all people. And... I was looking at my degree, I was looking at my jacket when I took it off, and it was just, it was hard. It was something that I wasn't expecting to be as hard as it was, but it's something that I'm I'm entirely grateful for and I wouldn't change for the world, and it's something that I don't think I'll ever forget or I'll ever want to forget. And it's, it's because of that influence, it's because of that feeling that I had in my heart when I took off my last jacket, or when I took off my jacket for the last time, that I want to be an ag teacher. I want to instill that feeling into other students. I want to see that same reaction out of others because there's a there's a, a massive amount of of FFA members that just kind of go through the motions that 
you know, maybe they'll do a team or two, but they don't get actually super involved and they don't get their American degree. They don't even get their state degree sometimes and they just don't feel the full effects of, of FFA, which is fine if that's not your thing. You know, FFA is not for everyone and I understand that. Some people just don't resonate with that, um, with the activities FFA does and that's fine. But there's a lot of people out there who don't give it a, a fair chance because they're either scared or they're nervous or they don't have the right influence. And I think that that is an issue. I think if we can get those kids push in the right direction and get them to try new things, they'll see just how influential and how how incredible FFA is and how much these experiences can really help them in their lives, all the skills that they can build, all the networks they can make, all of the connections that are going to help them throughout their, throughout their careers and, and throughout college and just for the rest of their lives, really. I mean, there's, there's skills that I learned at FFA that I'm never going to not be able to use. I mean, public speaking being able to identify issues in the ag industry and in, in the world in general, job interview skills, resume building, even with things like citrus and cotton judging, being able to evaluate quality and justify that that reasoning in, in my head or, or to someone else can be huge. I mean, food safety evaluation, um, understanding of, of public concerns, I mean, all of that stuff is, is huge. And even if you're not going into the ag industry, those, those are still important skills to have. And they're skills that I'm never going to regret being not forced but being encouraged to learn so that all kind of goes back into the ffa degree overall i mean like i said i invested a a large portion of of my time and energy and money into my sae project when i was in high school with my steers with my heifer with work experience with community service with being involved in the chapter getting good grades i mean that was my high school experience i wasn't in asb i wasn't a, a uh, an athlete. I wasn't an artist. I wasn't a math kid. Um, I love science, but I wasn't a science kid like like the science um, academic decathlon and and science Olympiad and stuff like that. I was the FFA kid, and it was an experience that I wasn't expecting to be as influential as it was. And it's an experience I think a lot of other kids involved in high school that aren't in FFA don't understand the magnitude of it. I've had talks with people who are who are an avid in high school and they just talk nonstop about how great avid is and i'm sure avid is great i've never been through the program so i can't say heads or tails about it but i always tell them about my experiences in ffa and i tell them about the the skills i've learned and and the connections i've made and how ffa has helped me with a lot of of my kind of life building skills and it just blows them away they don't realize the magnitude of of the operation or of the uh, organization that's that's pushing all of this that you know I tell them about the FFA degrees that I get, the state degree and the American degree, and I tell them about the speaking contests I go to and how much we travel to meet people from all over the country, and and it's just something that is so foreign to them because there's no other organization that I know of that has that kind of power in in a high school setting, I mean. And it's just it's so cool to get to see not only my progress, but the progress of my friends and other and other students that I've I've grown up with basically and watched them go from, you know, all of us go from shy little freshmen or, you know, not being involved to doing everything that we can. As long as we can fit in our schedules, we're doing it. And just earning our degree at the end of the day just felt so rewarding. It felt like, you know, all that time that we spent, that not only did we acquire skills from it, but we we finished our project, our, our progress. It wasn't like we left FFA, you know, just on, on a cliffhanger that we you know we finish off our program and that was it you know no thanks no congratulations no nothing 
the degree was just kind of a nice storybook ending to that entire that just that entire experience it was just it's it's what I needed as as closure to finish off my years in FFA because that was something that graduating from high school was was kind of difficult I was having a hard time disconnecting myself from FFA I felt like I was still part of the program because I was but I wasn't doing anything in the program I was just still technically a member but it was hard for me to exclude myself from the program because I didn't wrap up my career I was still doing stuff I was still involved I was still meeting up with with people and working on projects and it just it felt like I was still part of the program but getting my degree that was kind of the final the final piece of the puzzle that basically told me like hey you're you're done it's time to move on and as hard as that was it's something that I needed I needed in my life I needed to tell me that you know it's okay to move on past FFA FFA is not forever but even though you're moving on doesn't mean you have to be completely out of the program you can still help out the next generation and that was kind of the big thing about the about the national or about the American FFA degree is that that was my ticket to let me know that even though I'm not a member anymore my influence does not have to end at the degree and I think that's something that a lot of FFA or uh, American degree recipients uh, kind of experience as well like that they're their years in FFA are over, but that, does, that doesn't mean that everything that they put into the program is over either. They can take all of the experiences that they that they put in or that they gained from putting in all that effort to gain this degree. They can take those experiences and, and push them onto the next generation, or push them onto other programs, or other students, or their peers, or or even their higher ups to try to get a positive result out of them. Even today, I'm going in. Um, at the end of today to, to work with our, our FFA, um, Toy FFA exempt team because we're starting our practices again today and I cannot wait because I'm so excited. I love seeing kids who, especially in public speaking because it's so much easier to see their passion come out, but who are really just passionate about what they're, what they're doing. Seeing kids so involved in their programs and so interested in the topics that they're learning about that you just don't see in other programs. You don't see it in, in high school classrooms. You don't see it in, and ASB puts on a good show that they're super active and involved and passionate. But at the end of the day, how many kids in ASB that graduate from high school are still as passionate about high school ASB as they were in high school? That's something that you don't see as often that you still get in those FFA members. And so I, I just, as much as I am, as much as I'm, I'm sad about having to retire my jacket, I'm so excited to see what's to come for the future of FFA and for the future generations that are just getting into FFA or just just graduating from FFA, just to see what they do with their lives and what they do with the programs as time goes on. So that's really all I have to say today. That's that's kind of the, the gist of, of what I wanted to get across was just that I'm so grateful for the experience that I was given through FFA. I'm so grateful for the skills I was able to receive and, and for the connections that I'm never going to be able to to forget and I never want to forget and that this degree although it means it's the end of of my days in FFA it it is basically just a ticket to my next step in the program that's helping out future generations and I cannot wait for that part to start and really it's already started for me it's just it's it's now that I'm accepting that that's kind of my role in the program it's going to be so much better for for me to be able to to take that perspective on things so I'd like to thank all of you so much for tuning in. I know this is a little bit more of a personal episode. It wasn't so 
educational in in terms of ag issues or it wasn't an interview or it wasn't anything special it was kind of just me talking about my experiences and, and what I gathered from this and and if you enjoyed it I, I'm, I'm glad and I appreciate you tuning in for all this time and if not I'm sorry that this wasn't your style episode and I hope that you can tune in for our next week's episode whatever it ends up being and yeah just thank all you guys so much for everything you've done for for me and all the support you've given me and I, I appreciate every last one of you and don't forget if you ate today, thank a farmer.